Hey folks, just popping in here to say if you like this episode of the podcast, please give it a like rating. And if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. We can be found on YouTube, BitChute, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Links are all in the description wherever you're tuning in from. And now, on with the show. Myself, Destry McLean, and the Savage One, Sterling Ross. Woo! Yeah, that's the Sterling intro. <laughs> Ooh, yeah! You've heard the world is a ghetto by war. Billy, don't be a hero. <laughs> having, having Reservoir Dog flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Joe Egan and Jerry Rafferty were a duo known as Steeler's Wheel when they recorded this Dylan-esque pop bubblegum favorite from April of 1970. <laughs> That's the best Stephen Wright I can do. I can't remember the rest of his dialogue. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I actually made a mixtape like that one time just shortly after Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs came out. I used the soundtrack and I made a mixtape from it. And what I did was all the songs that he talks about that you don't actually hear in the movie, I put them on my mix. So it's like every song that he says was in that mix. Eh? That was pretty okay. cool. Used it in the bars. <laughs> How about this oppressive heat, eh, buddy? Oh, yeah. Isn't this fun? Yeah. And our community here, we're... I got some uh, iced coffee with Kahlua in it, so I'm doing all right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, and then uh, on my on my street, they finally made it to my block, uh, replacing all the the shitty. It's like Flint, Michigan, in my neighborhood. Oh yeah, I know they're doing these, my street right now too. All the replacing all those lead pipes, so yeah. I didn't have I didn't have any running water, and I didn't get any notification that today was going to be the day. So I went like. I was hoping to shower and do my laundry this morning, and I had to wait till about three o'clock before I could do a rush job, have a quick rinse off, and then throw throw a load in. And, yeah. and then well, here we are. They us the day they did it. Yeah, they probably left a letter in my mailbox, but all the crackheads in the neighborhood probably uh, yeah rolled that well, up or something. Yeah, used it to <laughs> do their drugs. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. But this heat that we're going through was what two, three days in a row of this plus uh, thirty, thirty-two Celsius. Yeah. 
It's a little warm that, out there. I don't know what that is, Fahrenheit, and then they said with the humid X, it feels like 38 or something. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. No, I uh, get this off my screen. There we go. Yeah, I was uh, out in the heat for a little while today, me and the landlord doing some work there, but uh, cleaned up the garage a little bit more. But it wasn't too bad out there because at least in the garage we were sheltered from the sun and we had both doors open, so we were getting a bit of a breeze going through. Yeah. <clears throat> so I hear you got quite an agenda for us on the list today. Well, you could say that. I was going to invite Ted Nugent up, but then I heard about your agenda, and I thought, no, it's that's the you know we can't possibly top that agenda, so Ted will have to wait. Obviously, I mean, if you have a choice between the Motor City Madman and the Thunder Bay Savage, I mean, what are you going to do? Exactly, right? what are you going to do? And the Great White, the Great White North Savage. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, where do I start? Where do I start? Oh, it's been. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw a little dice in there. <laughs> oh, you got to get the cigarette and do the whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no well, respect. Freaking! Uh, did you see any of those uh, congressional hearings with uh, Doctor Fauci? No. It's a shit show, brother. I mean, these guys, they get all their uh, models for figuring out, you know, the numbers and this and that. Like, they're just guessing. They're throwing oh, yeah. shit. They're throwing shit at the wall and just to see what'll stick. Uh, the you and I yeah, discussed. They're throwing that. darts at the wall. You know, you and I. Uh, Last week talked about the bullshit with these masks, how they may be doing more harm than good. Uh, there was a few of the senators that refused to wear the masks during the hearings. And uh, and it was funny, it, it, there was a hidden video, the mainstream media, they'd show like Dr. Fauci would be wearing his mask. Of course, virtue signaling. Virtue signaling, but whenever there was a break or whatever, off came the mask. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, when the cameras weren't rolling, so yeah, you know, it, it's bullshit. It's fucking, you yeah. know, and probably ninety percent of the population is walking around carrying this fucking virus and don't even know it, and, and are surviving it, and are surviving it. So whatever, yeah, you know, and, and uh, that got that got me uh, going, and then part of the grilling he was getting. I believe it was Senator Rand Paul. Oh, yeah, he's a good one for that. And it's funny because, like, technically he's a Republican, but really he's a libertarian. Yeah. He's always been one of the outlaws of the Republican Party. Yeah. Cause, you know, His dad, too. Ron Paul yeah, Ron is more Paul. libertarian than uh, anything else. He was one of the, one of the real uh, uh, hardest hitting of the senators there going after Fauci. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess it was brought up uh, that Fauci is part, was part of a group that uh, invested in research at this Wuhan lab. So wouldn't that be interesting? You know, yeah. here's, you know, here's the guy who's, you know, 
putting himself out there as he's going to be our savior, but he may actually be one of the idiots that's responsible for this whole deal, eh? Yeah. So, you know, anything that guy says, take with a grain of salt. That's all yeah, I got to say. Like a pound. Or pound, yeah. <laughs> so that got me fired up. So I was already in, in an anti-establishment mood seeing that bullshit. And then uh, the latest cancel culture, uh, you know, YouTube. Uh, I just go over my, every day I go over my YouTube subscriptions to see which one of my channels I've lost. Yeah. So Stefan Molyneux, great philosopher, libertarian, his channel, bye bye. Hmm. Uh, Gavin McInnes, former uh, Vice magazine founder, yeah. former Rebel News, former founder of the Proud Boys, etc., etc. Had his channel taken down. Uh, who else? There's a whole whack of channels that went down. Supposedly, YouTube's going to be going after Crowder again, uh, Shapiro and Daily Wire. Just, See, just the problem, though, is a lot of these guys can't afford to sue YouTube. Crowder can, and so yeah. can Chappelle. You know, because Crowder, Crowder's uh, made a small fortune with his show, plus uh, he's got the backing of Glenn Beck. Because he's part of that yeah. CRTV uh, network of Becks, and then uh, Shapiro, you know, Shapiro's got money and, oh, and Shapiro's loaded. And and then the one thing you don't want to do is piss off a Jewish lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, so aren't him and his wife both lawyers? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I know, I know she's in a six-figure uh, type of career as well. But I can't remember if she's a doctor or a lawyer. But I know he's not afraid of getting litigious there if yeah. need be. So, no, YouTube continues to to show their communist ways with censorship. It's like you don't even have to agree with uh, or like half these channels that are getting taken down. It's the fact that once they're done getting rid of those kind of channels, then they'll be coming for your kind of channels. Yeah, like who's next and yeah. where does it stop? Where is like, the line you, drawn? YouTube it's the same was, thing with this whole issue where uh, some cities now are saying it's mandatory to wear masks in public places. Where do we draw the line on all these freedoms that are being taken away from us in the name of this fucking virus that's barely killing anybody? Yeah, and the ones that's killing are people that have, they're either geriatric or they got health issues because they're unhealthy people. <clears throat> One of the latest yeah. ones I saw on Facebook with some guy down in the States went to a party and uh, there was one person there who was infected and knew that they were infected and didn't bother telling anybody, so everybody gets infected. And this guy died from it because he's got diabetes. But that's the yeah, thing, that's he had like, diabetes, you know. That was just like the big, the big outbreak in uh, Newfoundland. Newfoundland hasn't uh, had any cases, I think, in about a month. But when they had their breakout, it was the result of a single funeral. A bunch yeah. of people had gathered at a funeral, and one infected person infected everyone at the funeral, 140 people. Yeah. And they had they literally had 250 or 260 total cases for the province so far. And basically, they could all be traced to this funeral, yeah. where in one, one shot, 140 got it and then and out of those people 
when we get back to this uh, 1%, I keep saying, you know, mortality rate, like the, the further proof, the, the, this group, 250, 260 people, I believe there was only one or two deaths. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, do the math, people. Like, yeah. And that's how many you know of that are knowingly affect, infected. So, yeah, exactly. So this there's horse a, shit. There's got to be uh, millions more that are infected and don't know about it and are surviving it just fine. Here's a high-profile one for you. Just yesterday... Went to watch uh, the latest episode of uh, the podcast, The Fighter and the Kid, Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub. And for the first time, they were doing it via Zoom, a Zoom conference call. And I thought, well, that's weird because they've been using their studio. Turns out co-host Brendan Schaub, him and Callen went to Houston, which had just reopened, went and did a comedy show. They came back from the comedy show and so far, Schaub's tested positive, and Callan was awaiting his test results as they were doing. Huh. But but Schaub was like, you know, Brendan Schaub was like, well, I feel fine. I mean, a little tired, whatever, but I feel fine. But you know, for the sake of, you know, he's got a wife and small, a couple small kids. Yeah. So he, he isolated himself there. He's I guess he's hanging out in his end of the mansion, and yeah, family's doing their thing. But he said, nah, you know, so far nothing. But that's the thing, and they've, they've said this millions of times now. For the vast majority of the population, you're just going to feel like you got a bad cold. You're going to get over it in a few days, and that's it. Yeah, you might feel a little run down. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, fucking, uh, but the cancel culture is just, just driving me nuts. We just talked about these mask orders. So, state of California... Uh, state of Texas, and and here in Canada, city of Toronto. Now they're pulling yep. these mask mask orders, and uh, you know, to me, I I don't understand. Like the cops aren't doing anything about these riots and Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So what the fuck are they going to do if everybody just says, "Fuck it, I ain't wearing a mask." Yeah, exactly. You guys aren't arresting the protesters. Sure as fuck ain't going to arrest. If hundreds or thousands of people say "fuck you" in your masks, no. but yeah, you know, that's just me. I guess I, I'm, I'm not a sheep, so yeah. A lot of these fucking sheep will just uh, cave and do whatever. So well, I've already decided if they were to make it mandatory here, I ain't doing it. Yeah. And then, and then you you just you, what you do is you make a big stink. You get the the, the local press involved. You know, and it'll be hysterical because they'll come wearing masks and having a six-foot-long boom mic. And yeah. and you could just fucking mock the reporter and be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you beta cuck piece of shit soy boy. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me let me inform you. Here's the – tell them about the Ohio State Senator and the tests and, you know, the carbon uh, dioxide uh, results. And, yeah, see see what they think of that shit. But uh, yeah, and then amongst the channels, talking about all these channels getting canceled and the cancel culture. One of my one of my all-time favorite channels for years was the Drunken Peasants podcast. Yeah, yeah you used and, to talk about them all the time. Oh, I used to watch it religiously, but that was back when you know all of all of them were together, like T.J. Scotty, yeah. Ben. 
Ben Pye, Paul's Eagle, they were all all together, but then they fractured off, splintered off. Yeah. And and you know, they had their personal issues or whatever and now Ben for the last couple of years has carried on the drunken pe- uh, peasants brand in his name. TJ uh TJ Kirk and me him and Scotty and his buddy Paul, they have deep fat fried. Yeah. And uh, they do their own thing. And TJ still has the amazing atheist. But I just learned that, uh, that getting to the point here, Drunken Peasants uh, podcast, uh, Ben Pye just revealed that uh, his channel now has been demonetized. All his videos, hmm. all his videos that were checked previously. They'd already been looked at previously and were allowed. Yeah, and now they're demonetized. So he said, what the fuck? How is it they were okay before, but not okay now? Yeah. So what he did as a fuck you to YouTube, he basically uh, put out a video telling people to go to Twitch, and he live-streamed their last episode on Twitch, and uh, it looks like that's going to be the future with uh, drunken peasants. Him and his new uh, co-host Billy the Fridge and, yeah. and his other entourage of hangers on. They'll be doing the shows. All the live streams, by the sounds of it, will be done on Twitch. And then at a later date, they'll post clips or videos to YouTube. But they've he's, he's had enough because uh, well, yeah, uh, that's his whole life. That, yeah. that show is. Is income and it's yeah, not cheap. Exactly. Well, look yeah, at uh, look at Boogie, Boogie two nine eight eight. You know he's noticed a massive drop in his viewership. He's basically getting shadow banned. Yeah. You know he's gone from like six hundred thousand views per video down to sixty thousand. Like that's pretty yeah. bad. He's got like ten percent of the views, and that's that's not his main source of income anymore though he was smart and you know he diversified long time ago so he's got money coming in from merchandising and all that sort of stuff and he's got his twitch stream and everything else so he's still good yeah i just but shocked it just me goes to show you know whatever kind of games youtube is playing that that's the kind of effect that it's having yeah and and it's not even exclusive to the right to drunken peasants they're left they're liberal yeah and and ben by he's always freaking out on trump and talking shit about republicans well, they're not all the way left because they disagree with the young turks yeah, yeah. <laughs> on just but about like everything equal, equal opportunity shit posters and yeah. they talk shit about everybody you know they're kind of nihilists uh, with liberal leanings but yeah. uh but they were always funny and entertaining and when i saw saw that and uh and honestly honestly i had tuned out these last couple of years since the fracture between because the show hasn't been the same but i still support the guy's effort to have his show and do his thing yeah. and here's here's youtube censoring and demonetizing and limiting so what's a guy to do and it surprised me that he went to twitch because so many of these streamers are going bit shoot yeah and d live but you know, because Twitch is more for the gamers. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, for whatever reason, so far he, so far Twitch is embracing drunken peasants now. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought I'd run that one by you. 
uh, speaking of free speech uh, and perhaps uh, I was going to tell you like and tell the listeners and viewers you know if you're looking for free speech alternatives and content uh, alternatives where the message isn't going to be diluted start looking at things like BitChute, yeah. Gap, Gab.com, DLive, Minds.com. Uh, there's even now like a, a free speech alternative to Twitter called Parler. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, but of course the mainstream media now, they're going off about, about both Gab and Parler saying, oh, it's just for the right-wingers and the Nazis. It's like, no, it's just a platform that's not going to censor anything you say. That's right. So, you know, just because you guys are bitter that you can't censor what you don't like. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd, I'd advise people to start looking into these things. And at some point, uh, you know, there's got to be something that's as accessible as YouTube, but more free speech oriented that's got to come down the pike. Oh, I mean, at it goes- some point, I'm sure there will be, because YouTube is basically on a fast track to an implosion with all of this stuff. I mean, their stock is is plummeting. They've lost you know, Google, their their parent company, I guess, uh, the Alphabet, you know, Google, whatever. They uh, the shareholders are like freaking out because uh, you know, just YouTube alone is losing the millions, yeah. millions of dollars. Eh? So because this is all lost ad revenue. That's yeah. uh, and they don't seem to care. And I don't know. Yeah. Who, that, that's the amazing thing is when your pl- when your when your stock is plummeting and your shareholders are are freaking out, that's when you're supposed to care. That's when you're supposed to look at it and say, "Hey, we're doing something wrong here." They're like, what are they? A suicide cult? Like, yeah. you know, let's <laughs> let's fucking let's burn it to the ground. Yeah. What we create, yeah, we line, don't need you. Line up a few glasses of Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. Put on those. <laughs> Put on those sneakers and uh, yeah. what, was, what was that? Uh, remember that cult? They had to wear the same sneakers and the same outfit. Yeah. And, and then they drank poison and laid down in yeah. bed. And, uh, yeah, that's the one. That was they were they had poisoned Kool Aid. That's yeah, where the yeah. saying comes from: drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, that and the, the Jim Jones cult before and Guyana or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that. Uh, and then of course the David Koresh. Burn the yeah. place to the ground. <laughs> it reminds me. There's 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 a documentary, a new documentary out on Waco, yeah. And it it, it paints the feds in a real bad light. Yeah. Eh? Like I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen that it's out. You know, like uh, you know, obviously he was running a cult, and there was some shady shit going on. But on the surface, you know, all they had to do was have a couple of suits show up and politely bring the paperwork, you know, and yeah. say, okay, this is going to be coming soon. Just letting you know, here's the paperwork. You know, and, you know, do it diplomatically, but instead they had the big show of force. Yeah. And apparently the feds uh, fired first because yeah. when when Koresh opened the door, a dog jumped out and they, they started opening up. And then that's, the, you know, the news showed when those guys were climbing up to get in through the upper window and you see that famous news footage the bullets flying through yeah. the window and a couple of them got fucking taken out and you know that so uh, 
and they knew there was women and children in there. And Speaking of documentaries like that, I can't for the life of me remember the guy's name and this is horrible because I would normally have it written down but I didn't realize this was going to come up in conversation but there's a guy he's been on a couple of podcasts I think he was on Rogan recently and uh, he's written a book about how Charlie Manson was a CIA agent I saw that episode and I was gonna I was gonna bring that up to you what is what is that guy's name but yeah Yeah, he wrote it remember Turns out, uh, you know, Manson was a CIA, uh, almost like an MK Ultra kind of operative. There, yeah. one of their pet projects, they they dosed them up, uh, you know, with acid and stuff, and got, kind of programmed him. But then yeah. he kind of fucked them because he went on to program and he used drugs to yeah. to program and create his own little cult. Eh? <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can do this without screwing up the picture. Uh, looking it up yeah it did not come onto the onto the uh picture so that's good uh what a great episode that was charles manson documentary (laughs) i think he's uh i think it's only a book though but yeah, it's only a book. Might be easier just to look up the JRE uh, most twenty most recent. Yeah, there's a new documentary coming out, and it looks like they're uh, they're naming it Helter Skelter again, but that's a not reboot. what I'm looking for. Uh, not a reboot of Helter Skelter. This was a different account. Ah, there we go. Charles Manson book, Joe Rogan. The author. Uh, Tom O'Neill is the author. Yep, Tom O'Neill. And the name of the book is Chaos. Charles Manson, the CIA, and the secret history of the 60s. There you go, folks. Check that book. It's available on Amazon. I believe he said it's also available on Kindle. Yep. So, there's another CIA project that went amok, and you know I don't know what it is about this fucking CIA, but you you name a, a conspiracy or a controversy, and those assholes. Yeah, oh, they're in it somewhere. They're in it somewhere, like the nefarious. <laughs> yeah, so basically they uh, they used uh, and drugged up uh, Charlie Manson, programmed him, then set him free, and he went on the. You know, the first thing it says in the description here now on Amazon is as featured on the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, (laughs) he edited the uh, description to add that in there. They call it the infamous Joe Rogan. Wait a minute, is this the right one? Yeah, it is Tom O'Neill. Oh, yeah, it does say Tom O'Neill on here. Yeah, with Dan Pippenbring. Well, that's the famous Joe Rogan bump, eh? They, yeah. You go on Rogan, and then if you plug anything, you know you're going to get that boost, eh? Yeah, no kidding. A book, a podcast, a movie, you go on his show, and you know he gets an average of five, six million views per episode. So, yeah, that's it there. Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the secret history of the 60s. Yeah. 
fucking amazing. Like just oh yeah, and listening it, to him talk on on the uh, on the podcast was like wow, it just just blows your mind. I mean, there was some stuff that I was like, yeah, that makes sense, and there was some stuff where I was like, yeah, I knew that, I figured that part out already, you know. And then there was other <laughs> stuff I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> Yeah, like that Spawn Ranch. Like he was basically using that as like his horror house, yeah. and he was he was pimping out all these hippie chicks that he had drugged, <laughs> and uh, and 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 selling drugs and pimping to the bikers. Yeah. So he was running quite the enterprise out there, and oh, then yeah. uh, you know, and then Tex Watson was like, uh, you know, they had they because they they had the horses on the ranch. They they would also have tourists come out to the ranch and. They had like Tex Watson would take them out for pony rides out out in the hills and that yeah. and charge charge them exorbitant rates. Like he was running quite the yeah. quite the enterprise out there. Like he was, <laughs> and he was getting his drugs from a store that was a known front for the CIA. Yeah, and whenever he got in trouble with the law, the CIA was always there to bail him out. Like yeah. he had handlers that you know, he. He had already spent most of his life behind bars, and then once, once he had uh, built up this empire, it seemed like the CIA they didn't want want it to stop for some reason. Yeah. So it makes me or makes me wonder if they were getting kickbacks or something out of this, or yeah. or they well, were just. I mean, it's also uh, because of the uh, various presidents at those times. There was a couple of presidents that were especially Nixon that were really hard against the drugs and they wanted to crack down on the hippies and you know yeah, and this is a way to make them look bad like so, uh, and that was a way to get him inside too yeah yeah so that was uh that was a wicked episode there so you saw that one eh yeah <laughs> what was the name for our viewers and listeners the name of the book and the author again Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the Secret History of the 60s by Tom O'Neill. Yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, that, that's uh, good reading for anybody that's interested in that kind of stuff. And it's available in hardcover and paperback. Yeah. Hey, did you hear uh, there might be a... You know, we, there's, there's all these conflicts going on around the world and... You always think that when the big one breaks out, it was either going to be states, Russia, states, China. You know, there's all these, you know, states, North Korea. Did you hear that uh, the Chinese and India are going back and forth and that on the, the border between China and India, I guess thousands of Chinese troops have set up on the on the border. They're, they're, they're like at the on the brink of... Uh, all-out warfare and there's hmm. rattling rattling the sabers and it makes me wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that uh you know the trump administration and his uh you know not only his tariffs and trade war with china but the fact that he's looking to move like you know wants companies like google and these other tech companies if they're not going to come back to the states to get out of china and go to india because India's got a booming tech industry, yeah. and he'd rather he'd rather cut deals with India than China. So and I'm gonna show you this while I'm thinking of it. I ordered a couple of new prints that'll go up on the wall of the studio when it finally gets built. That's one of them there. That's one of Ralph Steadman's illustrations for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. 
Nice, nice. Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. And then there's also this one, which is another fear and loathing illustration. Yeah. That'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. They were only like 12 bucks each on Amazon, so I ordered both of them. Obviously, I'm going to have to frame them, but uh, that'll be cool on the wall of the studio when we finally have one. At the laugh, freaking, uh, you know, when I when I did a little deep dive into this China and India thing, I guess India they they are they are right balls deep into into making the you know stealing the Chinese business away, and uh, apparently uh, they're so serious they they've banned something like sixty phone and computer apps that they're uh, Chinese in design, yeah, including TikTok and some of the other. So I guess that's got the Chinese. Zoom is Chinese. Yeah, so, they got, so they've got Chinese uh, on, you know, a little pissed off at them, and I guess the Chinese decided they'd flex and put a bunch of troops on the border and kind of as an intimidation thing. But you think of the numbers – you know, India's got over a billion people too. They don't yeah. give a fuck, and and they they're they're already used to conflict because you got the India Pakistan border, the Kashmir, yeah. and they're constantly you know nose to nose there. So, you know, they're probably like, hey, fuck you. You know, we we want that those greenbacks from the United States there. We want the, you know, we if we can take business away from China and become the new uh, powerhouse in Asia financially that. They're all over, all over it, eh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, because uh, you know, I always think to myself, you know, if if the states could stay out of these major conflicts, and us being Canada, you know, we got the states has our back, but at the same time, it'd be nice for them to stay out of the shit. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe let these other countries uh, take each other out and have their little conflicts, and then. <laughs> And then you know the states can just do mop up duty after, eh? like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got you know we got an overpopulation problem, and ironically, it's from that sector of the world. Yeah. So you know, if they want to help help us out and thin out the herd and have a little war, <laughs> I'm all about it, brother. Yeah. Uh, then again, it'll probably go nuclear, and then they'll be on top of the viruses. We'll all die of radiation poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll, yeah, we'll was- walk. There was somebody was talking about that recently, and I can't remember if it was on Sam Tripoli's podcast or if it was on uh, Ryan uh, Singer's podcast, but uh, and it might have been somebody else's too, but I don't think so. I think it was one of those two. But somebody was talking about how uh, the radiation isn't actually really all that problematic, apparently, because... Uh, I, he was uh, oh yeah that's what it was he's a he's a nuclear uh, engineer and he was on I think it was Sam's podcast Tim and, and, yeah and, and he was talking about how the radiation isn't really as problematic as people think it is it, it's just that you know with massive exposure to it you are going to probably develop cancer and that's what you're going to die from not radiation sickness because yeah. apparently Chernobyl is fine. Yeah. Because that's yeah. that's something that's been coming out recently is that all this time Chernobyl hasn't been as bad as we thought it was. Well, now they're actually having tourists go into Chernobyl 
tourists, reporters, and and they get to go in. But what they do is uh, they have they have these tour guides that bring them in, and they keep track. Like you're only allowed in for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the time limit is. But, but apparently there's still people living there that have been living there the whole time. They never did move out, and they still don't have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, and there's like, still they show birds these there and everything else. Oh, yeah. Wolves, whatever. Like, yeah. But I've seen shows where various reporters, tourists, they're allowed to go through there and check out the aftermath of what happened years ago. But they're given a time limit, and they give them like a, you know, a little reading on on the way in, and then they scan them on the way out to see, you know, and and if the tour guide, up. and the tour guide that goes with them, he kind of has the has a device with him, and when it gets too when they're they're in a hot zone as they call it, you know, when the thing starts to, yeah. okay, uh, we only got a few minutes, so let's. Let's move along, you know, and, then, <laughs> and as long as they stick to the, you know, not being exposed for these outsiders, at least not being yeah. exposed for too long a period of time, they figure it's copacetic. And maybe with because a lot of the ones that stayed behind, they're like, oh, you know, all the old villagers, the seniors and yeah. whatnot. And, uh, you know, they're knocking on death's door anyway. So yeah. what, what do they care if they get cancer in 10 years, right. you know, like. Yeah, it's so, interesting. So, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was talking about how, uh, you know, nuclear power is actually the cleanest way to go. And I agree with that. But the only thing that he didn't bring up that he should have is that what they need to do is switch from uranium to thorium. Thorium is much cleaner and it produces much less waste material. Like the, the waste from thorium is like a tenth of the waste from uranium. So, you know, when it comes to storing nuclear waste and everything, the wastewater, there'd be a lot less to deal with if they were using thorium in nuclear plants. Well, I remember all the doomsayers when Fukushima, you know, uh, was was compromised during the tsunami. And, you know, supposedly, like, oh, all the marine life is going to die in the Pacific. And yeah. everyone's going to get cancer. It's been how many years and I'm sure some fish were killed off, and I'm sure, you know, obviously from the Fukushima region and Japan itself, initially there was some people that got cancer, but in the years since Fukushima, we haven't heard fuck all, have we? Yeah, exactly. But, like, another thing this guy was saying, too, is that the reason why they have so much water for nuclear plants isn't just for cooling the uranium rods, it's also for keeping the radiation in. Because water, yeah. being as dense as water is, it holds the radiation in really well. Yeah, and that's why I think to this day at Fukushima, they they got crews that are hosing down that plant steady. Yeah, just to, just to make sure that. Uh, and I believe they did eventually. Well, I, I think that is mostly for keeping it cool, so it doesn't uh, go into full meltdown. And I and I could be wrong, but I think that at some point recently. They, they finally had crews go in and remove the remaining uh, rods that were still in yeah. there that they, that they were worried about. Yeah. See, Fukushima wasn't a full meltdown like Chernobyl was. Fukushima no, and was, it been... was an accident because of the tsunami and the earthquake, 
but it didn't go into yeah. full meltdown. However, it can go into full meltdown if they don't keep those crews on it the way they are. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, it's just like with uh, all these people that are, that are so concerned about about pipeline projects and whatnot. And it's like, well, until you until you have it where it's profitable to for these corporations to go with alternative fuels, alternative energies, whatnot. We are what we are. We live on oil and gas. It runs everything. And pipelines are proven to be, you know, would you rather rather things go along in the pipeline and say there's a pipeline leak? Well, Some, that's the know, thing. Pipelines are much safer because pipelines are built with fail-safes in them. So if there is a leak anywhere, the pipe shuts off right away. So the yeah, only so, leakage you get is what whatever was in that section when it ruptured. That's it. Exactly. You know, and then and someone in a computer room or whatever, they're like control room somewhere. They're like, oh, okay, shut shut it off. Yeah. Whereas and a rupture in a pipeline is extremely rare because they do inspections of it on a regular basis. They've got that little motor motorized device. They call it the pig. And they send that thing down, and it's got sensors all around it, and it's looking for fissures and cracks in the metal. You know, I've got more concerns about about moving this stuff via rail car exactly. or, or ships than fucking uh, than yeah. pipelines. So uh, when a train derails, you're losing a lot more oil than you lose when a pipeline ruptures, and it happens a hell of a lot less often. Exactly, and yet, yet all the you know. All the the hipster do-gooders and the you know and and the the radicals they're like oh we can't have that uh, let's shut it down let's shut the project down let's yeah. you know and we're but whether really, people if uh, if we were to focus on nuclear and like I say switch to thorium instead of uranium we could have almost all those needs met by nuclear power Oh, about sure. the only thing you couldn't do would be powering cars until they get miniaturization technology for batteries or whatever, you know. But, I mean, we could totally do away with oil and coal if they went with nuclear. And nuclear is a much cleaner option. And, yeah. and it's much safer. People don't realize because people hear about Chernobyl and Three Mile Island and, and Fukushima. But, you know... The statistics show by the number of, of nuclear plants that there are around the world, it is much safer. You know, just those three incidents are, are still minor compared to what happens with anything else, really. Yeah. And, and Three uh, Mile Island wasn't even really all that much of a problem. Like, Three Mile Island was totally contained. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with uh, everything you said. And, uh, yeah, it just boggles boggles the mind. Well, that's like, what I pay you for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, no, uh, I'm not paying them, folks. We don't uh, have money. <laughs> no. If we did, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be working our day job. So yeah. yeah. But uh, no, like yeah, just the hippy dippy <clears throat> leftists with the, the hippy dippy you know, weathermen. Yeah, you know, like all these fucking <laughs> environmentalists and, and radicals. You know. They're going about it the wrong way, and they're attacking the wrong. Like projects like that, they're not only safer; they're also job creators, yep. booms for the economy. And, and with nuclear, 
as, as far as waste disposal goes, the government could tender a contract for SpaceX and Virgin and these other uh, spacefaring companies to come up with a way to take the nuclear waste out and dump it into the sun. Well, there you go. That'd be a, a you new know, way. Of I mean, I'm sure Elon or one of those guys could figure that out if somebody tendered a contract for it. You know? <laughs> He's already figured out uh, how to get uh, reusable rockets, how to have the rockets return and everything. So figure out how to uh, send a barge up there with those rockets full of nuclear waste and dispose of it in the sun. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> hey, on a different topic, uh, getting away from no all the... nukes, no nukes, no nukes. <laughs> I, did, I was starting to, I was starting to have flashbacks thinking of the, the Simpsons and uh, you know the intro with Homer and he's one of those uh, rods and yeah. stuff in his <laughs> piece of uranium there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on a different topic, maybe something a little later. So some people may not be uh, aware of it, but certainly I am. Is that uh, is what a big video game uh, nut you are, and how into the the games uh, you've been through the uh, years. What and you're I, talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I thought, uh, you know, a segment that uh, you might enjoy. Uh, I was going over. Uh, I, I seen an article that was kind of a debating and well, discussing. To be fair, my love of Elder Scrolls is your fault. Yeah, you introduced it, me to uh, Morrowind. Well, yeah, my old, my oldest son was addicted to that game, and then I got you hooked on it. Yeah. And, you know, Except my, for me, it my, wasn't Morrowind. I wound up going with Oblivion because it was already out by that point. That's where I started my Elder Scrolls career. Yeah. So I figured uh, I seen this article online. They were, uh, you know, it was like a debate or discussion on uh, basically the biggest, most uh, influential video game. Uh, uh, brands or whatever that have come out, and uh, I, I jotted down their uh, their list of the top five, and and uh, I figured I'd run it by you and you give me your thoughts on on not only each of these games, but uh, how you would rate them from first to fifth. So. Okay. Well, first, I'm going to close my camera cover here just because I got something to do that I don't want on camera. But I'm still pick. here, so you can go ahead. He's got to he's got to jerk off. <laughs> as soon as I mention video games, oh yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nice. I gotta I gotta clean my nose. I'm having a little trouble breathing here. Well, it's probably. Probably just the COVID-19, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's better. All right. Now I can breathe. Yeah, good. <laughs> so uh, it's important that you be able to breathe so we have a show, eh? So, yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> if I can't breathe, I can't edit this shit and upload it, and who else is going to do it? That's true. <laughs> By the way, where have I heard that I can't breathe? <laughs> I can't sounds sounds like I've heard it somewhere. Anyway, yeah. So uh, we'll here's figure the it out one day. 
Yeah. Here's, here's the five video games, and uh, in no particular order, but I'll let you eventually rate them first to fifth. Uh, World of Warcraft. Tell me about World of Warcraft. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh originally i thought it was a great game uh it's an online uh mmorpg as they're referred to massively multiplayer online role-playing game and it's all uh medieval fantasy so it's a lot of fun in that regard but uh after about six or seven years of addiction i finally kicked that habit it just didn't interest <laughs> me anymore it the was game highly has changed to say the least it was highly, it was highly addictive though. Oh, like, was it ever? Yeah, that was. Uh, I I was probably the Canadian version of Francis, <laughs> <laughs> which for anybody who doesn't know is a character done by Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight on his channel, and he used to be a massive uh, World of Warcraft addict as well. In fact, I like. It's my understanding that there was a lot of couples that got together on uh, because of World of Warcraft. Yeah. You know, play, playing different characters and interacting. Yeah. One thing leads to another. And so it, it literally became a huge part of uh, a lot of gamers' lives. Like, mm -hmm. and I remember, you know, even visiting you for, you know, bring, having a cup, of, a cup of coffee with you and watching you, watching yeah. you play. And you were just like, you were, you were totally fixated in that world oh, for yeah. a long So, yeah, World of Warcraft, that was one of them. Here's one, another one that I know you bounced off and that of. is definitely one that has had a massive impact on the gaming industry because there was nothing like it before World of Warcraft came out. And they basically, they basically set the bar for MMORPGs. There you go, folks. Here's one, and I know you, you were into this game for a while as well. Grand Theft Auto, the series. GTA. Yeah. I still play GTA 5 from time to time, but uh, I'm not really into the uh, online aspect of it because there's too many kids playing and they just drive me nuts because all they want to do is kill you. Yeah. So that just gets annoying. It just kind of ruins the gameplay for you, you know. But uh, I still like going in and just cruising around every now and then, driving my cars around and sometimes stealing one just for the fun of it and you know, stuff like that. I play yeah, the story was, mode too sometimes, so. A lot of people just like the freedom in that game just to be assholes too. Like, yeah. I remember, remember that one of the things that people used to joke about was, yeah, you go there and beat up hookers and randomly go on <laughs> killing sprees. And yeah. I was, I was like, holy shit, intense. <laughs> I, I do that sometimes. Not so much the hookers, but the killing sprees. Sometimes yeah. I'll go and I'll steal a helicopter and I'll fly it to a rooftop that I know the cops can't climb up to, and then I'll just take out my sniper rifle or uh, sometimes the M60 and just start spraying the street with bullets. And then when the cops show up, I just stand there, and there's nothing they can do, and eventually they have to go away. <laughs> it was one of those games But occasionally that I'm not being careful enough, and I get myself a three-star wanted level, and then the helicopter comes after me. <laughs> that was one of those games that really pushed the boundaries too and then like uh you know i remember there was a lot of controversy all the all the bible thumpers and do-gooders you know like oh yeah. we gotta gotta censor this game it's too it's like 
Well, yeah, it's not really meant for you know little kids. Obviously, no. it's 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 got an eighteen plus ESRB rating. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay, Grand Theft Auto, uh, another one of the forerunners. Uh, here's one, Call of Duty. Never Call got of... into the Call of Duty series. Nope. I've never been much for the uh, simulated warfare video games. And that's really big, even even today. Like this this franchise. Oh yeah, it's huge still today. There's they've got professional uh, uh, tournaments with uh, Call of Duty, but yeah, like it was just one that in, didn't interest me. I played. Uh, like how old's that? Um, I don't know. Old enough, anyway. <laughs> I played a couple of the I uh, Battlefield games. I played Battlefield Vietnam, and I played... Uh, uh, I can't remember the other one. One of the Battlefields, anyway. I played two different Battlefield games, and that, that was all right. But those ones weren't uh, online against other players. The Battlefield Vietnam was just a local play game, if I remember correctly. As I seem to recall, like that, I remember that series way back in the days of PlayStation One. Yeah, and now it's like computer, Xbox, PS Four, PS Five. Like yeah. it's, you know, like. So okay, so Call of Duty, uh, and then uh, this one's been more of a recent phenomenon in the last last few years. Uh, the Minecraft series. I've played a little bit of Minecraft, and it's it's kind of fun, but uh, it didn't really hold my interest for too long. It's still something that I might do every now and then just to kill time if I'm bored, but uh, not really, not really all that into it. Seems it seems from you know just an outsider's vantage point. To me, it just like my kids are all addicted to that Minecraft, and I, and I kind of. I, I couldn't get it at first because to me it looked like, just looked like digital digital uh, Lego. Yeah, like, pretty much. You know, all these characters running around, and you know the block characters, and they're building shit with blocks, and yeah. the graphics, graphics are you know what they are. But it's so addicting to these kids. These kids yeah. are just because they've got the, I guess the same thing. Like any game, it seems if there's a common thread with these games, it's the freedom. Yeah. To freedom to explore, freedom to create, and freedom yep. to do what you want to do with it, I guess. Eh? And and with Minecraft, it's simple for kids to get into as well because you don't have to hunt around for resources. You just smash something. Yeah. You, you <laughs> smash a block of dirt, and you now have dirt in your inventory. You smash a tree, you now have wood in your inventory. Like, you know, so it's yeah. not like you have to go searching all over the place for resources to build your stuff yeah because i know my kids are like you know they'll show me like oh look at this look at this uh look at this mansion i built or this castle i built yeah. or, you know I, I created this village or whatever i'm like oh wow okay <laughs> uh lastly but certainly far from far from the least this this game's been huge these last couple of years like huge like we're and, and it, the way it's exploded uh, like and and again it's i'm not a video game guy but as an outsider 
you know, I could see whether you go, holy shit, this, you know, that's all anyone talks about is this friggin' game. And I'm, of course, speaking of the game Fortnite. Of course. What can you tell me about the Fortnite uh, franchise? Not, not interested. <laughs> nope. It's, it's another one of those battle everybody else type of things that I'm just not interested in. Yeah, it's just one of those free-for-all games, yeah. eh? Like, yeah, but, uh, it just didn't interest me. A lot of these, you know, and I looked at the graphics, and even the graphics, it's, it's kind of cartoony. Yeah. So, so I'm like, well, on a realism angle, it's nothing special. Gameplay-wise, it seems like all, all, all the kids care about is, they, uh, you know, the competition against each other kind yeah. of thing. It's taking each other out, but, you know, I don't know. There's, there's no real storyline to it. It's just... It's a competitive thing more than anything, eh? Yep. I would add on to that list, though, the Fallout franchise. Oh, yes, Fallout. I think that's one that has had a, uh, a big impact on the industry as well. And that one is uh, from Bethesda, same as uh, the Elder Scrolls uh, series. And I, any... I, like, I like playing Fallout 4. That's, that's a good one. Is there any other games that uh, this article didn't mention that you think should get an honorable mention? Uh, what about uh, not, what about not really as far as games that have changed the industry? What about like, Doom? Doom should it, definitely have an honorable mention in just about any list because yeah. there's there's so many games that we just wouldn't have if we never had Doom. You know, Doom was the one that started it all for many genres. So, yeah, definitely an honorable mention for Doom. Yeah, because, I mean, how many games copied Doom, you know, with the yeah. first-person shooter going going through tunnels and dark yeah. areas and, you know, and like, you know, most of the zombie games that came out afterwards. Mind like, you, if you really want to get technical, the shout-out belongs to Wolfenstein 3D, not Doom. Really? Because the uh, id software, the makers of Doom, actually came out with Wolfenstein before they came out with Doom. And Wolfenstein was the same play style. Okay. It was... So uh, Wolfenstein was uh, set in Nazi Germany. And so yeah. you were going through killing Nazis. Whereas Doom is set on, uh, I believe it's one of the moons of Mars. And you're killing aliens. And then, you know, the, the Doom franchise, it seemed to kind of spawn like the Resident, Resident Evil franchise. Mm. Where same idea, first person shooter type of stuff. But instead of like you know, monsters or whatever, aliens, you were dealing with zombies. Yeah. So now, taking these five games from this article, you know, World of Warcraft, GTA, Fortnite, Call of Duty, and Minecraft, uh, your top-to-bottom uh, ranking as far as those five games. Mm, well, obviously, Call of Duty and Fortnite are at the bottom. I would probably play Call of Duty before I'd play Fortnite, so I guess well, Fortnite, Fortnite would be number five, and uh, Call of Duty would be four. Then I'd say leaves, Minecraft would be three. Okay, and, so that leaves uh, GTA and WoW. 
Now I would put WoW number two and GTA one. But if you had asked me this question 10 years ago, WoW would have been number one. Interesting. But the I, game I, I, has changed. Uh, you know, the game has changed a lot over the years, and the play style has changed, and I just don't care much for it anymore. Interesting. Uh, I know what a big WoW fan you were. Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying, you know, if you had asked me 10 years ago, it would have been number one, but now I've lost interest in it. So you heard it, heard it here first, folks. Uh, the Canadian Info Warrior, uh, lifelong uh, video game junkie enthusiast. Uh, his ratings, as he stated, GTA number one, World of Warcraft number two, uh, Minecraft number three, and then you had uh, was Call it of Fort- Duty number four and Fortnite number Fortnite five. Number five. So there's, there's his, his top five of that list, how he would rate But them. if I had to throw in games that I actually am interested in and play, I would probably be putting Fallout 4 and Elder Scrolls Skyrim would be a tough choice. I would have to say they're probably a tie for first spot. And then from there it goes... Probably Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption 2... Star Wars Online, Star Trek Online. What about Halo? The Halo series is another another overlooked one by uh, a lot of folks. That was a big series as well. Yeah, it was. It was another one that I never really got into, though. I think I played uh, Halo 2 for a little while, many, many years ago. But I don't really remember much about it, except driving the Warthog was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a guy that built a real-life warthog, eh? Did you? Yeah. it's uh, He's got videos of it up on YouTube it's somewhere down in the States. And I can't remember what he built it on. I think it might have been a Toyota Tacoma chassis or something like that. But he actually built the full-size warthog with a Chevy 350 in it. <laughs> kind of looks... It, it kind of looks like what... Uh, Elon Musk's Cybertruck might have looked like if he had been more of a Halo player. Because <laughs> that nice. Cybertruck obviously does have some influences from the Warthog. Oh, uh, when we were talking earlier about, uh, I, I'd overlooked uh, just glancing down at my my little sheet here that I'd written down some ideas about today. I forgot to bring up, uh, and here I was talking about the drunken peasants uh, going to Twitch. Uh, speaking of Twitch, uh, do a little rewind here. Uh, Twitch deleted. Uh, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> you know, the Trump Trump administration. Uh, they they were a little perturbed. I guess I never even knew that these arseholes had a had an account on Twitch, but. Uh, Apparently, Trump had a Twitch account, and his account was deleted by Twitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, yeah. Twitter won't well, I do guess, it. At least somebody will. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd mention that. Uh, you get a kick out of that. Yeah. Uh, okay, and, well. Uh, the guy, I can't remember his first name now, but the guy that does uh, Demolition Ranch, I'm sure you've watched some of his videos. He got himself a new gold-plated AK-47. Nice. To complete his gold-plated guns collection. (laughs) Sweet. 
<laughs> I was watching the video last night. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty cool. He's got all his gold-plated guns out there. He took uh, his 1911 when he got it gold-plated. He took it down to Tennessee and let Hickok 45 shoot it for a bit. And uh, John said, yeah, it's, it's nice, but it, it's not, you know, the gold is too flashy for me. Shoots nice, though. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Want to get into some would you rather? Sure, we're at the hour mark now, so we can close it out with that. All right, well, uh, for first time viewers, listeners, every episode uh, I hit Destry with a few would you rather questions. Uh, oh, long time listener, first time caller here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I usually, usually try and throw them a few oddballs, curveballs, and totally unscripted here so it's uh and, and as i've mentioned before too a lot of times i'll come up with these questions you know, in the wee hours you know getting up to take a leak or uh you know usually in the not not the best frame of mind so later on when i look at these questions i've written down you know so i sometimes uh, think to myself what the fuck was i thinking when i <laughs> But it, it, so far, they've, they've worked out pretty well. So we'll see how today's uh, Would You Rather goes. Are you ready, uh, Freddy? Sure. Okay, question number one. Would you rather live without internet or live without heat in the winter or air conditioning in the summer? That's a tough choice. So it's like it's it's twofold. I mean, I can build a fire. <laughs> I can build a fire, so I think I'm gonna have to go with not live without internet. <laughs> so you you'd rather uh, go without the heat and air conditioning, but have your internet is what you're saying. Yep. Okay. I, I can build a fire and I can tough out the heat in the in the summer. You know. Yeah, worst case with the heat, you go jump in a lake, you know. Exactly. And like you say, if it's cold uh, and you got no electrical heat, uh, yeah, build a fire. Yeah. Throw, See, throw and, some that's, and that's partly, uh, that's not even because of gaming, because a lot of the games that I play aren't online games. That's mostly because we're hoping that this makes money one of these days. And the only <laughs> way it's going to do that is if we've got internet access. Yeah. So how, how hot is it in the, in that room? You need you probably need an air conditioner in there, right? Eh? Yeah, it's uh, it's a little warm in here with the door closed because the the AC's on in the living room, but it's not getting to me because I've got the door closed here. You have to get a small fan or something. Oh, eh? I've got a fan going. It's it's not helping a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's only one window, so you know I don't get any through flow of air here, eh? Yeah, when it, once it's in the in the 30 plus celsius range it's uh fat big guys, guys melt <laughs> yeah, fat guys melt it's just i'd rather i'd rather live in the arctic than live in the desert yeah okay well i i think i agree with you because uh you know my whole life revolves around the internet i don't yeah. i don't have i don't have cable tv i I, I go on the internet the is your entertainment it's your love life it's uh hopefully a money maker <laughs> yeah it's a love life yeah yeah it's it's pretty much everything now so uh yeah i wholeheartedly agree okay so 
And more often than not, we seem to be in agreement uh, yeah. last few episodes. Let's try number two. Would you rather be the handsomest man in the world, but stupid as fuck, or smarter than Elon Musk, but absolutely repulsive looking? I think I'd have to go with the brains because you can yeah. make money to make up for everything else. <laughs> and how many times have we seen hot chicks hook up with fucking old old coots because they had money and exactly. brains? Yeah, yeah. If you got the brains to to come up with something that'll make you a fortune, women will find a way to look past your repulsive looks. Exactly. <laughs> and if they don't, who cares? Just pay them and get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you're the smartest guy, smartest guy in the world, you'd be able to manipulate them anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> I think we're again we're in agreement. So, <laughs> there you go. Number number three, would you rather never be able to eat at all, or and still live, or never be able to eat vegetables? And, well, wait, you know what? This question's all fucked up. I wrote this question when I was half asleep. (laughs) Okay, let me rearrange it then. Would you rather never be able to eat meat or never be able to eat vegetables? I think as long as I'm still surviving, I'd rather never be able to eat vegetables. I do love my steak and burgers. <laughs> Atkins all the way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Carnivore diet. <laughs> Fuck your Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Fuck your broccoli. Give me a steak. Yeah. Now, I, actually, I think yeah. I came up. And if you're going to throw any veggies on that steak, <laughs> it's mushrooms and onions anyway. So. It's. <laughs> I was going to say, is if, if cheese was a vegetable, that'd be... <laughs> cheese was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was too easy of a list this week, brother. I'm going to have yeah. to get more clever <clears throat> next go around there. Get, really throw some stumpers at you. <laughs> hey, uh, you got any, got any shout-outs this week? No, nothing new. I, I haven't been listening to anything new this week, so... <laughs> I've got I've got a few shout outs there. Uh, Alrighty. Shout out to uh, I, I, I just uh, discovered this character. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Sam Hyde. No. You look, you look him up. I guess he's been one of the most banned and deleted and blocked uh, internet characters out there, and uh, and. Uh, He's he's pretty out there. I I don't know how to describe him honestly. It's like, is he is he a troll? Is he uh, is he really an alt right? Uh, I don't know. He, he's a character. I I I don't know quite how to describe him, but his his bits are fucking hilarious. It, it just picture if Tom Green was like alt right. Okay. You know uh, this this guy is like. He, he's out there. Like, he had a skit where he was training, training to beat up women. And this was like a fucking skit there. Like, he's doing like, you know, and he, 
they had another skit where he was like drag racing cops. Uh, you know, he'd go up, go up the light, and he's looking at these cops, and he's like, you know, giving them the yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, he, yeah, he's just. He, he's fucked. That's the only way I could put it. Is uh, you know, Sam Hyde is fucking nuts, and uh, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know if what he's doing is fucking. Uh, you know, if he's really this way, or if this is is like a alt right version of Sasha Baron Cohen or what. But yeah. uh, he's fucking out there, and, and he can't can't help but laugh at this fucking guy. Like he's just just nuts. So shout out to Sam Hyde. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing, because uh, it leaves me dumbfounded half the stuff he puts out there on, on the internet, and it definitely tests the boundaries of. And of you know free what? Just for the hell of it, shout out to John Schneider for keeping the rebel flag on the roof of his General E. God damn it! <laughs> damn Skippy! Did you see? He did. A, he posted a, a video on YouTube talking about the. You know the the flag. Yeah. I, you know, you know, and then the whole thing was, uh, you know, it, it was all part of that portrayal of the characters that they were just some good old redneck boys. Yeah. And it was nothing uh, racist, at no. least not intended to be in the yeah. show. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's a yeah. It's amazing. Well, did you see that NASCAR? They banned confederate flag so one guy got so worked up about that he rented a plane flew over the yeah. racetrack with a big confederate flag banner it's, it's like oh my god like just <laughs> fucking hilarious uh, another shout out how about uh shout out to sam tripoli and the tinfoil oh, yeah. that's uh probably one of the top five podcasts in my books yeah and uh sam tripoli you're you're a motherfucking gangsta Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Fight the power. And of Keep, course, don't uh, forget XG. XG, the place to be. Yeah. Xavier Xavier Guerrero, his yeah. sidekick. Eddie Bravo, tenth planet, <laughs> tenth planet jujitsu, flat earther. He's fucking insane. But we love you, Eddie. Even though you're a flat earther. Yeah. God, God love you. You're a savage. <coughs> uh, yeah, who else can we give a shout out to here while we're at it? Uh, how about uh, well, how about the drunken peasants after the week they've gone through? Yeah. Shout out to Ben Pye and Billy the Fridge and Jeff Holiday and Joe and all the all the tagalongs of the drunken peasants. Uh, yeah. Ryby Jenkins, all you characters, keep the drunken peasants uh, alive and going. Uh, free speech, man, and uh, Godspeed and good luck over on Twitch. And hopefully, you'll be able to upload a little bit more on uh, on YouTube. But uh, yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta make that cheddar. You gotta yeah. gotta make those yeah. Benjamins. So, gotta do what you gotta do. And uh, yeah, well, with that, that's my shout outs. Uh, oh, how about the shout out to uh, YouTube CEO? Susan Wojcicki, an episode wouldn't be an episode without giving a shout out to our uh, overlord and master, uh, master of the censorship, uh, you know, uh, gulag, yeah. uh, YouTube uh, Orwellian state. Hey, Susan, Susan Wojcicki, YouTube CEO, 
here's to you, you fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All yeah, right. yeah. We got that taken care of, so I guess on that note, we'll see you all next week.